literally but for real this is episode at this point we're not <coughs> counting it is the down psych episode though and i have two new guests Zena, say hi Zena. <laughs> and shay hi <laughs> shay i've known for about two years but Zena, i just recently met but you know when the girls are music queens it's quickly on the podcast quickly get on the train <laughs> so that's what we did but yeah we're gonna talk about like um i'm gonna do a little introduction to who he is y'all jump in if i miss anything but so what I know about Dominic Fike is that he is a pop rap alternative artist from Florida. He has been to jail and I don't know if he's black, but he's definitely mixed. So there's something there. Um, he signed a four million dollar contract with Columbia, like straight out of jail. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about that because that's so... That's crazy. That's cool. actually opening the sailor in the notebook. It's like a note, like a scholar. Yeah, literally like a scholar. It was like a class I enjoy. I was taking notes for that. <laughs> it was like a mini documentary. It was dope. It but was um, I feel like prior to this podcast, I only knew for a lot of artists. I like kind of, like I like like just like like I like AE. Um, <laughs> I just know like their music I don't know a lot about them as a person but then there's like artists I love where I like follow where I like have posters of on my wall like you know Amy Winehouse Lady Gaga like the icon yeah like the big artists I love those I know like a lot about their personal lives and you know not I wouldn't say their personal lives but you know I know more about like their career and like their work more than I do for Dominic Fike so this video is like very educational and I don't know, I just have so much respect for him, not only as an artist, but as a person. Because he's so driven. Like, the whole him going to prison, then him working on music while he was in prison, is giving Bobby Shmurda. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like, I don't know, I admired hard work in the dedication. In a $4 million contract. Very And he was like... <laughs> Like, got out of jail, got offers straight away. Like, that is just, like... No, for real. Like, I, I agree with Zena. Like, Dominic Fike for me was one of those artists that I, like, I liked their music, but I, he was, like, cute and everything, but I never, like, went into a deep dive of, like, who is this guy? Especially because he was so mysterious. I thought he was, like, one of those people like Frank Ocean that just don't like to be on social media. So I, like, never right. looked him up, and I was like, okay, do your little mystery thing. But this, like, <laughs> but this Hulu thing, like, opened a whole box. Like, I had heard he went to jail because when Black Lives Matter Wave 2 happened this year, he posted something about it, and he was like, yeah, like, I got arrested, this and that. And I was like, whoa, you've never said that before. Okay. So, like, I knew a little bit of it, but I didn't know about, like, him being homeless, him, like, still doing music, jumping house to house. Like, that's wild. And then him, like, mm-hmm. like literally being in jail. I think he went to jail for, like, a year or seven months, something like that. But, like, after, it was, like, house arrest, in and out, and all that. And he was still, like, nah, I'm gonna keep making music, like, whatever. And the fact that he, like, never really gave up on it. And the fact that he's talented. He plays, like, 50 instruments. And I think we should Girl. talk about how he got into jail. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. It tends to be, like, a whole uh, misunderstanding, like, I hey. guess, at the point. When I first heard that he got arrested, I 
thought it was um, a different story than how it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just trying to break up a fight between his brother, I think. And then a police officer mistook, like, I guess he accidentally shoved the police officer and then they made him a felon over that. And I guess that, like, they really wanted him, like, gone off the streets and, like, not getting a future job or whatever and shit, um, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> There's, like, a quote I have from that part of that that I wrote down. Like, when he's talking about the story of how, you know, the cops is on him and how he was trying to help his brother, he goes, they definitely wanted me to fucking lose. Which is crazy because he, like, overcomes it in the end. It's kind of like a, um underdog story. An yeah. underdog question. Because because when you get, like, you know, they could have charged him with anything, but usually when you, like, assault a police or whatever, push them, whatever, they really charge you, like, hard. And him being, like, 20 years old with a felon charge, like, that literally ruined his life. Like, and to me, like, seeing that the music he made was so good that... Records were still reaching out to him, not even caring that he had, like, a whole, like, criminal record. Yo, for real. <laughs> that, that is my main argument, too, because, like, if y'all don't know about Dominic, like, a lot of people say that he's an industry plant or whatever. That's my main no, argument. No, he's not. That whole video just proves right. that he's not an That's my plant. main argument against it, because it's like, why would I want to make a criminal an industry plant? Yeah. Right. Why am I paying all this money for someone who did time and who did even more time because he failed the drug test? Right. He literally did seven extra months yeah. because he failed the drug test. Like, how do you? Right. And he kept <laughs> for real. He kept saying how like his family, like he's very family oriented, whatever. And he kept saying, oh, yeah. yeah. And he kept saying how his family like was popular in Florida for like being messy and like. There's a lot of Right, like his his father. Imagine being Florida famous. <laughs> like his dad was a Florida man. Like he was in the news. Like <laughs> you know. So it's like as a record company, I'm not gonna be like searching, especially through Florida, through the slums for like a. Yeah, and they like flew up from LA all the way down to Florida. That's where like. Right. And I think another thing to bring up too is like. He drove up the contract to be four million. It wasn't like they just offered four million. Like he kept driving it up because he wanted to help his parents get out of jail and stuff. Yeah. So, because everybody Open thinks like, sale with that boy out of jail. right? <laughs> everybody <laughs> thinks like they just out of nowhere gave him four million dollars. They just like pulled out four four million yeah. for yeah. Definitely, too, like, people really don't like to recognize talent or whatever because, like, you can have no social media presence, but, like, SoundCloud alone is a whole social media presence. You don't got to be nobody on SoundCloud, and you can get, like, a thousand streams easily, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to find people on there. So Also, he probably didn't have a social media presence because he was homeless. Like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, it's like, how are you going to be homeless and have the iPhone 11? I mean, I've seen it. Like, I'm from New York, I see that all the time. Like, I see homeless people asking somebody, I'm like, why do you have an iPhone 11 Pro Max in your pocket, sir? 
<laughs> but in Florida, it's not like that. Like, anything is possible, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, 100%. But, yeah, I just, like, like what Zena said and what you said, Shay, it was, like, the Hulu episode especially, like, opened up my eyes, and now I'm, like, I respect him way more, so... Yeah, and especially I respect him a lot more because uh, once he first touched money, it was like, I'm I'm putting my friends on. He put his brother on the label as well, and he was, like, covering um, people's rents and shit, I mean, stuff. And, um, <laughs> Strike two, Shay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. And that kind of leads into this album because I'm not going to lie, when I first, well, let's hear everybody's first impressions. On the well, album. Let's go. Let's do the order. Shay, Zena, me. Like, overall impressions. Okay. Because I already know my versions. Let me flip some pages. Yes. <laughs> okay, Zena. Okay, my first listen I mean, through sure. for the album, um, like, one song really, like, stood out to me. Like, it's the, one of the only songs where I know, like, um, so fluently, like, I know all the lyrics to it already after a few listens. It was, um... Sorry, hold on. Not you don't know the news. <laughs> no, 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 no. calling me. Uh, the song that, like, stood out to me the most was What's for Dinner. And that song, literally, it was, like, the most calming song. Well, one of the most calming songs out of the album. And it, like, um, I don't want to say, like, it resonated with me, but it was, like, a, it was, like, a really good song for me to listen to at the time. It was, like, the right song. And I just really liked it completely. Because it reminds me of, like, his older, old ballads, like, one of his singles, Rollerblades. Like, that song was one of my favorites as well, so I just really liked that song. And overall, on the album, I just felt that it was really well mixed, and that um, him taking his time on releasing the album was uh, was a good idea, because he released it at a perfect time to me. Period. Uh... Love that. Shout out to like your man crush Monday, so. Yeah, I know. For those who don't know. Like, he's so cute. For those who don't know. I remember she was like, have you seen his girlfriend? Have you seen him? That was not me. That was all it. I didn't bring up his girlfriend. But his girlfriend's really pretty. Yeah, she is. Dominic's maid used to be Shay's username. (laughs) Dominic's No, because I, like, ever since last year, I remember I first discovered him through this Brockhampton interview where um, he was, like, doing, I guess, um, like, a scene or, like, an interview on an intro to, to his, one of his most popular songs, Three Nights. And from there, I was like, oh, my God, I have to know more about him because he was just so cool in that video. Have you guys seen that video? Yeah. I should have told you. I was going to say, okay, rewind, because we're kind of all over the place, but I want to say this. The, the what's it called? The first time I heard about Dominic Fike was because this guy I had a crush on. I followed his Finsta, and he posted <laughs> he posted a screenshot of um she want my money or something and i like i don't know if this happens to y'all but when i have a crush on somebody i always like look up their music taste <laughs> and see and see if like if we're compatible in that way and i looked it up and i was like oh my god i love him now so shout out to that guy because he introduced me to the dominic side <laughs> like i didn't even listen to three days yeah no Lynn, because at least their crushes have good days you know my ex listen to what Drake, only Drake. Like, he loves Drake so much. Like, he would only listen to Drake. 
Like, <laughs> the Drake writers are mostly male. They want to say they're female, but they're mostly male. Uh, uh, Zena, how did you, like, find out? Like, this story you? is so boring because um, I actually used to be into Brockhampton. I remember, like, freshman year, I moved to a new place because I, I grew up in the Bronx like, my whole life. And then my parents moved me to West Center. I'm not going to say where I live on this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not the city no more. So it was really different. And I was like, um, I don't know. I was going through a lot, like, emotionally because it was such a big change for me. So I was listening to all this different music. And at the time, I was very much into Rockhampton because, you know, they had the um, Saturation Trilogy, like, those three albums. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yo, I love those. I was, like, excuse me. I was writing Saturation 2 so hard. I was, like, I need something else. Like, it's not giving no more. I overplayed that album. <laughs> so I was, like, looking. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, I would play it on a loop. Every day, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. So then one day, I was just like, you know, hit like that no more. So I took a break, and I was looking for other artists that either had, like, a similar sound or were, like, featured in similar songs. So um, I think I was on Spotify one day. You know how they give you, like, um, playlists based on things you've already listened to? Yeah. That is when I found Dominic Fyre. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to mention, yeah. like, he makes, I feel like him, um, Brockhampton, that like kind of maybe Omar Apollo situation like they yeah. make very much skater music I want to say that's exactly what they I all have like about the same graphic of fans like yeah. they all have like for real like they're all I think connected. their fans are a different level of crazy though right <laughs> Brock and like, fans are different I mean yeah I mean I break legs at concerts for real they be jumping off the top <laughs> top rope I saw a picture on Twitter where this girl was in a stretcher with a broken leg Oh, oh my god! Yeah, people go crazy at broadcasting. So but I think but like they're all like, related. Like they're all yeah. This whole demographic was artsy kids for real. Like <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the like, same. Like they're artsy people. kids. They're like like music kids. nerds. Yeah, kinda. which is kind of good. I do feel like they're all very like. Brockhampton, Dominic, Omar, like any of that type of wave of music, it's like very like we play our own instruments, we play like all music mixed with pop, yeah. mixed with rap. Yeah, and they like design their own music videos as well. Right, I and think it's that's all like cool. self-produced situation. But they have a lot like, of creative freedom. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like self-produced in like the bedroom pop kind of way where it's like a little ghetto. Yeah. It's like self-produced like. <laughs> Like, very like, professionally. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, no, professional. It's, like, it's, a little bit, it's, it's a little, like, a little bit of production from labels are added into it. But, like, there's still that, um, like, uh, genuine work from the artists themselves into their music right. and projects. And you can tell that they're just, like, good at making music. Like, they mm. play their own instruments. Or not even if they'll play their own instruments. Just, like, even... Um, producing electronically like it's very layered and very like well done so yeah and it's like complicated music as well like alternative music in that style like in right. that area is on the rise right now I love that. um a lot of people are like not listening to what people used to listen to like five years ago and right it's different this is like the new pop music and i think yeah like a different wave of pop music yeah anti-pop almost like a um subculture even yes because there's like top 40s and then there's like stuff that's super popular but doesn't get radio play like never have i ever 
when Brockhampton on the radio. Yo, imagine if Three Nights got on the radio. Like, that literally would have went number one. Sorry. Who was on the radio? Uh, like, that's not like, mainstream radio. You know, oh, not like, yeah, you know, Z100 or, like, you know, those big New York radio stations. Yeah. It was not playing that on Kiss FM. It was not playing that on Power 105. Right. For real. Because there's no, like, room for it. Yeah. <laughs> There wasn't even mainstream promotion on Three Nights, but that song still blew up. Like, yeah, it was a good song. Okay. It's- Introduction of Dominic over. Now let's go into the track by let's track. Let's start with Come Here. Girls, thoughts? Um, <laughs> so how did you feel about the introduction? Okay, so what I wrote for Come Here is, like, that song was from the skydiving video he put out, like, the trailer for the album, you know? And I, like, recognized it immediately because that guitar is so, like, weird and different. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so ready for this. So I thought it was really cute and catchy, but I thought it was so freaking short. But, like, intros are short, so I get it. But I think it set the tone kind of, like... This album, like, set the tone for the sound because he kind of rapped a little bit, but it's more like, you know, rock sounding. And then also he's talking about relationships in a way, so you know it's going to be, like, personal, the album. And, like, kind of sets the tone for the sound of it. I just really liked it first play, but I just wished it was longer. What about you guys? Well... It's so funny. I, like, try not to compare songs to other songs or, like, other artists. But I cannot help myself, for real. <laughs> so the whole weird guitar thing, because I listen to a lot of, like, old... I wouldn't say old, but, like, old enough that some of the band members are deceased. Yeah. So I felt like this, like, the whole weird guitar thing reminded me of this one Nirvana song on the Nevermind album called Territorial Passings, where it's like, meow, meow, meow. Like, it's all weird. <laughs> it sounds very weird. And um, the whole screw... I listen to a lot of rock music, so I actually like kind of like scream out. I think it's very cool, very passionate. Yeah. I actually try to teach myself how to scream. But um, he was kind of like yelling on the track, and I was like, "Speak your truth." And it reminded me of Jack White so much. I think that's his name. Um, he's this. I think he's a lead singer in the plane. Mm, in the, the White Stripes. stripes? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the White Stripes. He like yells and it's kind of like um, they do something to the audio where it kind of sounds like he's talking through something like a megaphone. Yeah, it's like, like an yeah, yeah, yeah. like added treble to it. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's like muffled. I don't know the terms. It's muffled, but, but it's not auto tune. It's like different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it's kind of like an effect, not like um something that like really morphs the voice so it like sounds different, but like. So like, auto tune makes you sound correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you can't really sing, you use, like, OD auto It wasn't like that. It was kind of like a voice effect. Yeah. I definitely... I and forgot I to mention he was screaming, because it was hitting. It was hitting. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a really good introduction to the album. I yeah. thought it was, like, a really good introduction, because the song, like, it didn't have, like, a lot of lyrics, but as most um, intros to albums do, but it was still, like, a really good song on its own. Right. And the best for... thing for an intro to be is, like... Really- you wanted more of it, so it did that. Exactly, like you. I wanted to continue listening to the album after the intro too. Like it was a really good um, introduction to the album. Period. Okay, 
Let's go into Searching. double negative skeleton. This one, I don't remember this. Not, the name is too long. This is the song where he's like, ch ch changing right in front of me. That's like. <laughs> Uh, that part just gets me going. I'm like, yo, hello. So this is where he starts talking about like L.A. and like um, parties, and it's kind of like the anti-L.A. rhetoric starts mixed with a little bit of girl drama. Like, you're changing, I'm changing. Like, what are we gonna do? Is it because of my music, or is it because you're weird? And I just like that, but how it was kind of like still rock so you don't even have to read too much into the lyrics you could just dance for real i really liked it well i i'm just gonna say i really liked all the songs of the album <laughs> <You're a fan>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the song kind of reminds me of something i can't really like um figure it out right now but it reminds like it reminds me of like the song that i heard like probably like a year ago and it was just like such good vibe so uh I liked it in this song too, like ignoring what the lyrics are saying, but it's like, still like a good song to just listen to. Right, because I feel like a lot of this album, well, like the first time I played it, not knowing anything about him, it was kind of like, yeah, this sounds like Dominic Fike, but I didn't, like, it felt more like something to play in the background, not necessarily something that I would relate to. But after I, like, learned more about him and, like, realize what the lyrics were talking about that kind of helped me like this song more i don't know like it helped me like oh that's what this song is talking about and it's more like oh i can connect with this now instead of just having it playing in the back but i was still gonna have it playing in the back if i didn't <laughs> understand it you know <laughs> what about you xena no i agree i feel like it's the type of song like i'm not playing it at the function but i'm playing it at the kickback right you know <laughs> Exactly. Like, <laughs> this is like a time and place for the song. But um, every every time I like listen to an album again, I try to like learn the words to a song. It takes me like an hour to learn the words to a song because I love singing the song. Yeah, it's like a thing. So I always go on Genius and see what like other people think of the song and actually like read what the lyrics are so I don't mess them up. Yeah. And I don't know. He's always talking about like, because I agree, like he's talking about girl drama and stuff. And I've noticed that in like a few of his songs on this album. Um, I kind of saw that on, wait, which song? Because I read that. Um, oh, on Chicken Tender. Chicken <laughs> Tender! We're going to get to her. We're not going to get, I'm not going to say too much because we haven't gotten to it yet. But I kind of noticed that being a consistency throughout the um, the whole album. Like, some of the things he talks about, some of the themes. Yeah, I think, like, it kind of ties with the title. Like, he's very, like, debut album. This is how I felt, like, going jumping into the L.A. scene. Like, what could go wrong? I got signed. Well, mm -hmm. and then, like, what went wrong? A whole bunch of girl drama and a whole bunch of, like, L.A. drama. And this is kind of... All like... these girls, where was Shelby when this happened? That's what I'm <laughs> where is Shelby? Hold I, like, on. I because... in one of the songs. I was like, where is Shelby? Where... Shelby. <laughs> I think he's talking about Shelby later, so we're gonna open that box up because Miss Shelby. Okay, but yeah, just a good song. It was like a, again, kind of like flowed really well with "Come Here." Then we get into "Cancel Me." Oh, cancel me. 
Y'all, I love that song. I actually really like it. Unpopular opinion. Y'all are going to hate me, but. Hell yeah. Oh, this, this is the thing. This is the thing. Is it a okay. good and catchy song? It's catchy. <laughs> is it a I good just, and catchy song? That. It is. It is. It's good and catchy. Is it a dumb song? It is. It's a dumb song. Because it's like, sure. listen, because <laughs> lyrically, it really is not relatable at all. Like, I get mm. what he's talking about. Like, he wants, he's just, like, over being a pop star. Like, just cancel me. Like, it's too much anxiety for me. And, like, I just want to spend time with my family. Like, just cancel me and whatever. Like, so I can just make music how I want. And, like, only the real fans will stay or whatever. But, like, I'm not going to jam to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I mean, it's not like a, it's not it's not one of his songs where it shows his um like his lyricism. Yeah, it's properly. not a lyricism. I don't think. No. But I guess he's just listening to it. Because I was listening to it while I was rolling my spring rolls just now, like twenty minutes ago, and I was like, "This catchy." <laughs> it's like a, it's like a good it's like a catchy beat. It's like a catchy beat. It's a little bit complex. Like it's a good song to listen to. Just like. If you listen to music without, like, taking in the lyrics, it's a good song to listen to. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know why, like, I get so defensive about, like, people with canceling, like... I just, other people's opinions on cancel culture yeah, and stuff. that really bothers me. So I know he really wasn't taking it that serious, which is, like, kind of... It shows, like, he's funny. But I was just like, why would you make this song? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's but not do you feel like this one should have stayed in the draft? Yeah, it really should have. This would have it should have been <laughs> I like one it like because it's catchy. Like yeah. lyrically, I have some problems with it. Some of the stuff he says is a little controversial. Yeah. Like I don't want to overanalyze, but there's this one line where he says, "I hope I get me too." Why would you want to be accused of sexual assault? No, 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 no. That's a huh? that's a misconception. That's like a misunderstanding. Wait, um, wait. Say it again. Say it again. No, one of one of his lyrics. I'm literally arm genius because I'm listening to it in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen. And I was like, I swear to God, if this is what I think he's at, I'm alive. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, say it. He say literally it. said, I hope I get me too. Because he wants to get canceled so he can be back oh, with me his too. Yeah, like, yeah. No, he but like a misunderstanding. Not. He like acknowledged it on Twitter. Like I, I was like on like listening to it live, and then other people had problems with the lyrics because it sounds like he said me too. But he said he like said it was me too without the D at the end. So it wasn't like. Um, something about sexual harassment or anything like because according to genius, even for Apple Music too. <laughs> according, according to genius, according to genius, no, because on Apple Music too, um, they put the wrong lyrics. There. Like he knows, um, that's not what they be doing uh, that a lot. They be yeah. messing up the lyrics a lot, but he has another funny lyric where he's like, he's like. I, f- I hope I fall down a hole like Brockhampton. And I was like, yo. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny because let me give some background for the girls that don't know. Brockhampton is this like big boy rap group. And one of the members got accused of emotional and. My favorite member. I ever. know. The best member, Lucky. I mean. <laughs> he got I um, I accused. Well, like it was real of emotional and no, like, it was real. sexual abuse. So the band kicked him out. 
And, you know, everybody was praising the yeah, band. Yeah, they still have problematic members. Right. Everybody was praising the band, but then everybody found out, like, they still hang out with him. Because that's their yeah. friend. Like, hello. Because they kicked him. Yeah, well, like, they kicked him up to his safe face, but they didn't, like, completely cut him they off. They didn't solve the problem. Right. It's like, if you're going to get rid of this it's person because of things they did, don't interact. Like, if you're done with them, you're done with them. But why right. are you still hanging out with them? But that was just mad like, at me. Like he was like, I hope that happens to me. I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> that set me so bad. Cause you know what hurts about them kicking on me? I feel like they flopped after they kicked on me. Yeah, they did. Hello. Look, I didn't like Ginger. Sugar, uh, carried, not sugar alone carried that whole album. But this is this isn't about Brock Hampton. But that is all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, that's sugar, a little note from that me. song. TikTok carried the album. There is no way they <laughs> made that much money off of TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I'm so serious. It was like they was doing the little dances, like spinning on it. Yeah, that's true. I wish Amir just got therapy and didn't have to be such a freak so we can enjoy his music. I wish he never did it. I wish he had common sense. I, I wish he wasn't stupid. No, but um, back to Cancel Me. Another lyric I liked was when he was like, I told Reed, like, no more of this LA. Like, he keeps talking about Reed. Reed is his first shit. manager. Yeah. And, like, I just know Reed is tired of him. Like, <laughs> I just know Reed is like, can you shut up and do the music? You got me tired. Cause in the right, it's like, listen, we all trying to get paid. I know. <laughs> okay, then we get into 10 times stronger. I want y'all to go first on this one. Thoughts, prayers. Uh... I don't want to, uh, let me go on Genius so I can talk about the first second I want to talk about the sound. Because I like the way it sounds. Like, I like the intro, lots of harmonizing. Um, Ten times giving, yeah. 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 It's kind of giving Glee Club all the harmonies that are going on. He's giving up alto, soprano, tenor. Like, he, why did he do the whole thing by himself? Like, there's no actual words in the song. He's just going da-da-da-da. Yeah, he uses his own voice. Like, this is one of the songs on the album where he uses where he uses his own voice as, like, an instrument in the song. Yeah. With, like, no lyrics. So it was, I like... that's dope. Yeah, it's, like, a really good song. <laughs> I'm not no, gonna I like... like I like it. It's good. The first time I played, I was like, what's the purpose of her? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, what is she giving? What is she giving? <laughs> what is she giving? And I remember, like, he did an interview on NME, and he was like, my one of my best friends said like in a group chat, like, are we gonna talk about how ten times stronger sucks? And I was like, not this. <laughs> but that is so funny oh. because that was me at first. But I think like this is an interlude. I like that he didn't like you know on albums a lot people will, like say the title and then in parentheses interlude so you know like it's an interlude. I like that he didn't yeah. do that. Like, you gotta tell us, right? Like we know. Sing. That's right. what he gave us. That's what the song gave me. That's like, what it's, it's proof. <laughs> this is proof. 
He was like, Three Nights was a little, mm, y'all cannot hear this Mariah Carey range. But y'all gonna hear it today. <laughs> yes, you will. And I like that because he's kind of, well, like, the label had mentioned that they signed him because of how diverse he is. So this does show a little bit of diversity, especially also, like, this song has, like, violin in it and, like, all this arrangement. He does. I was going to bring that up. Like, the throughout his album, he has this consistent use of classical instruments. Not classical as in, like, you know, like, pianos and stuff. Like, classical music instruments. I mean, like, in compared to, like, songs where it's, like... Yeah. Right. It shows like how he smart he pianos, is. pianos, guitars, you know, drums. Yeah. Very, like... Like, you won't have to improvise too much at a concert. You know how you hear, like, those techno songs and then they try to do it on guitar and, like, regular instruments yeah, at a concert? Weird, yeah, it's not weird, And it's like, it don't sound the same. It don't hit the it's same. Not it's giving us rock star. Like, this is what they signed up for. <laughs> but it also leaves, like like, a little space for you live as a guitar player or drummer or whatever to, like, kind of do your own, like, live version. It's not as hard because it's already right. in guitar or it's already, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we move on, there's something I want to say about this song. Go ahead, girl. There's one thing I need to say. So I wrote down, like, um, you know how in movies, like, you see the love injures and everything happens in slow motion? Yeah. In this yeah. song? Why does this kind of give me that? It kind of gives me that feeling. It's like, I see some hot on this. I fall in love with somebody on the subway <laughs> once a week. <laughs> that's a good point i feel like a lot of the album is like that like you could just put it like yeah. in a little coming of age movie and it was right. like a, like a romance or something it could be like the soundtrack for it right okay. a lot of his music on this album is like so new but it also gives you like that nostalgic feeling as well so like yeah, so it's like listening to this album and it's like, oh my god, this is so good. And it's like hitting everywhere. And I think that's good because a lot of his audience, like we said, her artsy kids are like younger Hipsters, kids. Skateboarders, yeah. skate kitchen viewers. <laughs> so that will make them. <laughs> he's giving them what we need. Like he's giving us what we need. Yeah, yeah that's true. And that's why I'm so angry. Like, like, this album is 34 minutes. Right. <laughs> it was not an hour. It was like an appetizer. Give us the meal. Give it to us now. I love that. It's okay. Uh, okay. Back to like the type of fans he has. He okay. has like you said that he has like artsy fans, and I like agree because it's like artsy fans who are like obsessed with like the old sound. Um, <gasps> yes. Like yeah, yeah. people who have like the uh, who were like really oh. interested into old sounds or like I was born in um, that generation type of uh, like those Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> yellow submarine t-shirt type of time. <laughs> Yes, vintage like Nancy. as annoying as those people are. Like, yeah. This is like Nirvana. Music for them. Never heard Nirvana. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? You, you never even like listen to. <laughs> you have no taste. <laughs> it's giving that. That's a good point, Shay. Like he knows. I feel like he knows how to feed right, that. Shay. Right. Yeah. And it's like it's like those same kids who was like, do you even listen to like? Do you even know who Led Zeppelin is? Yeah. Like name ten songs. Right now, and they can't even name ten songs. It's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> Stairway to heaven. <laughs> That's it. I think and he knows. I think he knows how to feed that demographic because he literally like is that demographic. <laughs> so like he knows how to do that. 
He's like, I'm not like, basically it makes music for himself, um, in a sense that way too. If he if he's his own demographic, right? Because he's an articulated artist. Yeah. <laughs> love to see it. Love to see it. Okay, let's move on into good game. On to the next track. On to the next track. Good game. Just like me in my day, but you got all your priorities mixed up. So, not gonna lie, I forgot what this sounds like, so I'm gonna play it really quick. <laughs> okay, so for me, like when I heard it, it kind of reminded it was like it gave me a summery energy. Like I would hear the song in the summer on a bike ride. Like I'm on a, I'm on a bike, a bike date with the bay, and the song is playing <laughs> in the back. That is what this song gave me. Yeah, it's like okay. the uh, I'll, like this song. Literally, if I listen to it on the subway, it's gonna make me feel like a main character. <laughs> I was gonna say like um, it reminds me of those songs. Where it sounds kind of, like, happy and calming and very tranquil. But it kind of has, like, a deeper message and it's kind of sad. Like, you know how, um, Pumped Up Kicks is, like, the happiest sounding song ever. It's like, dude, hey. Like, the lyrics are so... Hey. Like, he's talking about He's talking about some shooting kids. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not good it's game. Good though. game is not about shooting people. We're talking about yeah, Pumped Up Kicks. We're talking about Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Imagine you, Foster the People. Yeah, I right. that's a good game. It's, like, it's a happy sounding song. But it has a deeper message because I was, like, reading... I was reading. I was researching. I was analyzing, conceptualizing. Is he in notes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was kind of talking about his relationship with his dad. It was a very personal song. Yeah, I wrote that down like daddy issues. I wrote it. <laughs> 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 giving the neighborhood. I know. <laughs> question, right? This is um, like the hipster daddy issues. No, but yeah. this is kind of like issues. what I was saying before because apparently <laughs> his dad is super known for all that drug stuff. So people thought like since he was such a bad kid that he was going to end up like that too. And I was like, dang. Yeah. But then he I also said... freaked up. Yeah. <laughs> dad was like super musically inclined, which is like he was grateful for getting that from him. And I was like... That's yeah. cool, cause like he's kind of like his dad, but not really. But he he got their fa- he got his fans in their bag, but it's like you can still bop to like daddy issues around the neighborhood. Like right. he's like, go ahead and cry. It's kind of like the last song that would play after a movie, after like a bad ending, I guess. Yeah. Um, the credit song. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable in a good way when songs are like this personal, because it's like you can tell he really went through something. From like like something really clicked when he left Florida, and like everybody's coming to him like, oh, I'm so glad you're not like your dad. Like you're actually like being famous and all this. So it's like you're like always thinking about this abandoned father that like that like wasn't really in your life, and now you're famous. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a big switch. I don't even know like how that feels, but like this song helped me feel that, and I was just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're cool because you really have to listen to know what they're about. Right. Okay, let's get into why. Why? Why? This is Why? one of my favorites. 
of the song. Um, like, I don't really usually love the slow songs, but this one I really, really liked because he was kind of saying, like, to whether it be his girlfriend or, like, just a girl he knows. Like, it's such a weird topic to write about, but he was kind of saying, like, why do you work a nine-to-five? Why do you have such a normal life? Like, are you even enjoying it? da 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 But it's also, like, super calming, and I'm like, what a interesting thing. Like, this really showcased his song. Like, I like the fact that it was just basically all in a form of questions, like, throughout the whole song. It's just asking, like, why do you do this, do this, and that, and that. Um... And I didn't even notice that. Like, <laughs> like, it kind of gave me like that idea of that he was writing about a normal girl with some normal life who should be like having like um, some extraordinary lifestyle at this point, right? So it's like it kind of reminded me of those books. That's really smart, Queen. I That's like a that. really good comparison. Like that, I think that captures um, pretty well. I mean, my thoughts on it. I actually really like the lyrics, even as I'm reading them at at this very moment in time. I thought, it was very, I thought it was interesting. I think it's one of the most relatable songs for me personally because as someone who's, like, you know, kind of entering adulthood and, like, leaving my parents' house in, like, 10 months, which is so scary, mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, I don't want to live a, like, boring life. Like, I want to be able to do fun things. And I don't want to, like, die with the guts, you know? So I feel like when he says, like, some of the lyrics in the song, he says, um, why would you pay for this apartment to belong in? And it's like you take this S word from all your bosses and all your boyfriends. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to live a life full of regrets where I like work for a boss who makes me feel miserable or I date someone who like makes me yeah. feel terrible about myself. Like I want to live a fulfilling life. And I think the song, like he's kinda of like asking, like, why do you have these low expectations for yourself? Be better. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> Just do better. Do better. <laughs> have you ever considered not <laughs> have you considered having a fun life? Okay. <laughs> no, but it also, like, some... like sorry? No, because you know how, um, you ever see those X Factor auditions where it's like, I'm on X Factor because I don't want to die with people not knowing my name? You know? Some people just don't want to, like, be another person. They want to have, like, like, some people base their whole, um, like life goal on just being someone and not someone being like um like a normal stuck person in like that does like resonate with some people um some people with like regular jobs are like oh my god i don't even want to be here like it's not worth it i think you can also flip it like he could be talking to a girl or he could also be talking to himself like before you know, in that era before he got famous, like, kind of, or, like, kind of just every, this is, like, a song that's, like, voicing everyone's own, like, little, um, voice in their head, because, you know, even if you just literally just want to get by and just live a normal life, if you're fine with that, I feel like everybody has a moment where it's, like, but what if I just, you know, started making music or something, you know, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, talking about yeah, that's how, like, so many people who pick up acting or something, they're like, um, this gives me, like, a way to, like, not be myself in some time, in, like, um, like, a moment to, like, actually be something else other than, uh, like, something I regular. I feel like a lot of creatives kind of have this mindset. It's like, um, even, like, before you, like, get into art and stuff, you kind of, like, I don't know, some people go from being 
they like, oh, my parents sent me to school to be a lawyer. And they're like, wow, now I found rock and roll. Join the band and drop out. Take that Harvard kind of energy. I can, this song kind of reminds me of it. And Lynn, I was like just thinking about what you were saying. You're like, oh, you could flip it. And it could be how he's talking about a girl. And I'm like very, I'm like analyzing the lyrics right now. And I'm like, if this is how you pick up woman, that is so weak. That is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. I'm like reading it. I'm like, what is he trying to get out of this conversation? But I guess, I feel like he wants her to reflect on her life. It's like, girl, what? get it together. Like, it's just like that inner conflict a lot of artistic people have where it's like, it's I like, should it, I just? Boy. That's why the song is so relatable. Yeah, like, should I just have this as a hobby and just work a regular time? And it's also like one of those things that's kind of for some people at least it's just like inevitable. Like some of us are just gonna be normal. <laughs> like, hello, some of us just have to be normal. Yeah, but it's... I try not to like think about that. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> we try I mean, to. Uh... Some people where like they're fine with being normal, and it's like okay, it's gonna be enough. Girl, they're gonna be normal for the rest of their life. Yeah, right. but it's definitely like a really deep song, and just the fact that you can flip it so many ways, like it's just another way of showing how like good he is at writing music. Very good song, that. Yeah. Okay, let's go into chicken tenders. Chicken tenders is fun. Pop excellence, and I don't want anyone to tell me otherwise. Like chicken tenders. No, it my is. Yes. Hello, hello. Y'all, I wrote pop song in all caps in my little Sailor Moon notebook. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's real. No, because at first I was like, I don't even know what this song is about, but I love it. But now, like when I went more into it, like he's just really good at making songs about you know hotels and you know girls. And it's good. <laughs> and okay, I- but this is where I drew the line because he was talking about some chick named Christina. Where is Shelby? <laughs> Where is no, but Shelby? he did say uh, he did say Christina is like a fictional person. Like, yeah, I saw that. He said in an interview that Sabrina doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, or Christina, Christina, Christina is Christina. Okay. Um, but yeah, I at first the song used to be leaked. It was on SoundCloud for months before he released it with the album. A lot of people really liked it because they just didn't understand what it was. It kind of had like that mysterious vibe with it. Please. So like that song already had the hype before it was gonna be released with the album. So also, um, it's just funny. Yeah. Like, why would you name a song Chicken? <laughs> You know it's crazy though, because he's like, I'm booed up with chicken tenders. Like, that's right. Like, I'm booed up with the bay. We both balling, but we have He said, he said he prefers nuggets to tenders. So he's like, he's lying. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. That is just so funny to me. Like, I feel like this also shows, like, again, his funny side, where it's like, I just like make a song about chicken tenders and it will hit. Yeah. Just like with all repetitive lyrics, I can make a song with chicken tenders, release them with the album, just throw everyone off on like the whole purpose of the album. <laughs> I, know. I think just, it's like so let funny it when artists have a funny name for a song. Like I'm blanking on an example right now. Oh no, there's this band called System of a Down and they have a song called Chops Chop Suey. 
Oh, yeah. And that's so random to me. I'm like, why is it called Chelsea? That is so funny. I just love it. I'm and so the confused video as to so why cute. he didn't call the song Chicken Nugget. <laughs> Chicken, Chicken Nuggets to my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> nuggets. Chicken Nuggets to my hotel. And I think his, like, melodies in- is so good. Like, I love when... Like, he's also really smart, because this is a dumb song, but he's, like, talking about chicken tenders, and then the pillow feathers in the pillow are also from birds, and I don't know, that just kind of hit. The way he just... It's a hit. Says, it's a hit. White wings in my pillows and blankets. Right! Chicken, like, chicken that's like kind of good. In my pillows and blankets, huh? Um, because I really like songs that have, like, um, dick undertones. This song is relatable for real. This is the first <laughs> single, I think, that came off of this album. And, yeah. yeah, and I just think, like, you know, in comparison to, I know he put out phone numbers and rollerblades before this in Asaibo. Like, it is kind of, like, way more yeah. pop. And a lot of his fans, you know, are those artsy people that don't like pop. So, at first... Anti-pop movement. Yeah. At first, I remember a lot of my friends, like, didn't like this song. Because they were like, it's so dumb. It's just like a pop song. And that's how you know they're not pop fans. Because pop fans really do not care. Like, <laughs> pop fans Word. just like a hit. And that's me. <laughs> yeah, something that, something that sounds good is just like, it's good with them. Where do you think Lady Gaga's fans care from? Like, they love her no matter what she drops. <laughs> it has like tastes of pop, but not too heavy. Which is kind of his whole vibe. But I don't know. Burr. I hope like... Like, since this album was more serious and um, personal, I hope album two just has, like, a little more, more of this funny vibe where it's just, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, on to... Like on to what's for dinner. Yes. Okay, okay. I don't really have anything much to say about the song because, like, the lyrics are kind of like, um, like you can't really understand him first listen. I I think this is like one of his other songs where he just uses his voice as an instrument as well. But um, I just really like listening to this music on the loop while I'm doing my makeup or just doing something. Um, where I need like background music for so it's just like I really like listening to the song in any context and I think this song just like fits <laughs> something funny about this song where um, I showed my sister and like she said that intro sounds kind of like whoop uh, sounds like Meet with the Woo or Meet the Woo by Pop Smoke. This is no, it's like I showed it to her. I'm like, okay, this is my favorite song on the album. Tell me what you think. She's like, this is Pop Smoke. Are you showing me? <laughs> she said, RIP Big Woo. The Dominic and Pop Smoke collab one. No, that collab with E. Like, that's good. Looking at the lyrics, he used a very big word. He said, I just got back from the gastroenterologist. Yeah. No, but I related to that. I related to that because he, like, he speaks about it a lot how, like, he doesn't like to be on camera and he's, like, has a lot of anxiety. And cut the cameras. Yeah, cut the cameras. He even talked about it in the song, like, he has anxiety. And. Like, I don't know if you guys have anxiety, but when, for, at least for me, like, you have to go to the gastroenterologist. 
<laughs> when you have anxiety sometimes because it's like it's so bad that it affects like your stomach and like your literal bodily functions and so his gastroenterologist told him like he can't really um drink alcohol which is something that they tell you a lot when you have anxiety um and so he can only smoke weed <laughs> but i like that little line well yeah that little line obviously i don't smoke weed but that line like kind of hit me because i was like true speak on the little anxiety real quick but that was just something something to teach the girls what gastroenterologist is a little education okay not not dominic's like educating us today <laughs> exactly okay i'm like very excited for the next song because not to be basic but that's my favorite song this so. is a hit i'm not kidding vampire vampire oh. I literally wrote that was one of my faves, so it's one of my faves. It is. And I like kind of, I like the play on words. I like some of the metaphors he makes in the song. He's talking about, you know, vampires. And, he, you know, he says blood suckers. And he talks about, like, being up late at night, moving under the moonlight, stuff like that. Like the vampires. Lots of similes, lots of metaphors. I know I sound like an English major right now, but no, girl, I'm observing. Not. I'm for real observing. Like, I like the comparisons he makes. Very cute, very cute metaphors. It's really happening today. So it gave me a pop feel. I'm not gonna lie, but it kind of reminded me of those songs where you get to like I would play it at the kickback for real. But it reminded me of those songs like you go to like one of those like cool kid retail stores, or you go to like um because yes. in the city, like in New York City, there's like tons of you know cool little stores in like Brooklyn, you know Williamsburg and stuff like that, and they'll have like relatively young people like millennials working there. And they curate their own music there. They don't listen to the radio. Somebody's Spotify playlist. Is playing <laughs> Someone's Spotify playlist. Somebody's Spotify playlist is playing in that store. And what are they playing? They're playing the song. They're playing Vampire. Yes, they are. Hello. And you ask the really cute good. cat. No, it's the, it's giving us, like, you you hear the song and you're like, wow, this is really good. But I don't know the name of it. And, they're, and you see the cute cashier and you ask him the name of the song. That's literally the energy. <laughs> that is the energy. I can create a whole scenario based off the song alone. Like, I really like it. It sounds yeah. good. No, you because know. the uh, song was bound to be, like, one of the most popular songs on the album. Of like, course. Yeah, of like, course. it's such a hit. Like, when he made the song, he was like, yes, release it. This is going to be the best song on the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it the most popular. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. For me, because I'm, I'm, like, peeping, you know, he doesn't really like the L.A. lifestyle. And I don't know if y'all know the rumor that like, a lot of Illuminati, like, people in L.A. I'm looking at you, Lady Gaga. Like, looking at Beyonce. And Beyonce. I'm looking at Beyonce. <laughs> because they be doing a lot of stuff with blood, whether it be those blood face masks or literally drinking blood. Like, I'm not kidding. They literally do that. There was, like, a, a thing that back in the 2000s, Lady Gaga got in, like, a little scandal because they had, I don't know if it was a Halloween party or what, but they literally had a thing where they were, like, dead-ass drinking blood. So, like, I like that. <laughs> no, for real! I have something to add to that after, though. Because I... in um, some foreign countries, because you know how Lady Gaga is that, Lady, oh my god, Lady Gaga is that bitty. Like, she goes on world tours, she's really popping. Right. She was in um, a Middle Eastern country, and they were trying to ban her. They were, like, 
Bear Lady Gaga. They were protesting outside Lady the Gaga's venue. banned in Dominican Republic. I'm not kidding. Yeah. But she also frequently portrays herself with like fake And we were like protesting it all over the world. I was like, y'all hate to see her win. But and now she's not even the I'm only thinking artist. about it. Yeah, she's not even the only artist that be doing that. I feel like a lot of artists do that. Where it's like, they kind of just use blood. Whether it be in performances or just like skincare or whatever look it's normal in la like it's not taboo which like i'm sure coming Whoa. from Florida... no i'm so serious do you not remember when no the vampire facials i know what those are so yeah the vampire facials face like that's wild skincare. to me that's really wild period blood that's Ew, so like, they came out your coochie <laughs> that is i mean i weird. get it no, but uh, yeah, to eat their own. I, I don't get it. I'm not. I'm not going. I don't get it. I think it has the same energy as eating your own placenta yeah, after you give birth. Understand. But I'm I think, confused. like, like you said, it's really smart. The lyricism where he's like, "Are we dead? Is this red red wine?" Because like, you don't even know. Like, I go to a LA party. Is this wine? Are y'all trying to like? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why do you sound like you can relate to this? No, because. <laughs> No, because I'm putting myself in his (laughs) shoes like a random kid from Florida. You put me in a room with all these big officials in LA. They be doing wild stuff. Like, are y'all giving me wine or what is going on? Because I'm scared. Like, (laughs) I just thought it was super smart. Like, very well written in that sense. And although I'm not a pop star, like, I don't know, like (laughs) knowing, like knowing the rumors about LA, like. Him speaking on it, I'm like, okay, King, he's not trying to hide it. And I'm like, yeah, right. I think that has me thinking though, because you're trying to like, oh, is this red wine? Because yeah. you're relating to like drugs, because you know, everybody does like crazy drugs in LA. They'd be like, um, this is ecstasy. No, this is Molly. No, this is crack. Right. You don't even <laughs> know. It'll be mystery pills. Like, they'll give you a drug cocktail. Like, stuff. Like, I've never been to LA, but. That's what the crazies be talking about. That's what people... Yeah, no, because when you're in LA, you really don't know what is going on. There's, like, a bunch of people there who, like... I guess in the song, he, like, says what um, other people who are new to LA, what they're all thinking. So it's, like... Um, yeah, because he's, like, warning... He's, like, warning the people. Yeah. yeah. This is how you guys, like, party here yeah. in the city. But this is how it's, like... <laughs> it's like he's warning someone like i'm just telling you like everyone at this party's a vampire and that also kind of um could be shots that could be shots at like label owners and stuff because like you know vampires suck the life out of people like they could be located yeah. in the life oh. out of artists let's open yes. the box up let's yes. open the box watch him be like this song is about thriller by michael jackson Actual like, <laughs> yeah like, maybe because you know, like, like, this is about Twilight. I just really like that. I just really like that Moving movie. Moving on into Superstar. <laughs> superstar, um... S-word. 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 like you Is this how I'm supposed to feel? Save me some, she said, love. I felt like you could have called it something else. But I couldn't think of nothing else for real. Thanks, Superstar S-Wade. I think this song, it just, just shows um, his versatility and his music, too, because this song kind of has, like, a 50s, 60s kind of vibe um, to it when I first listened to it, at least. And um, 
and when I listen to like old country music from like the 50s and the 60s um it kind of reminds me of like the sound that he was going for in this song and I I think I love this song and I think that's really smart what she said about oldings oldish sound because with the muffled mic again he you bring up that muffled mic again but it sounds really good for me personally i feel like this song is what what's for dinner wanted to be little little shots at shay <laughs> no but like i think it's like <laughs> elevated version of that song where it's like yeah yeah if that makes sense i think it goes all yeah. the theme of not wanting to be a pop star but also wanting to make money and I really like the verses on this one where he's like, his melody on the verses is so good to me. Because it's like low, low chorus, and then like he goes really high for the verses. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> But like, I feel like the way he like sang the song, like it's like just like the modernized version of like super old songs. Like the lyrics are kind of sad to me. I don't know, they feel kind of lonely to me. I don't know why. Like the song is getting me lonely. I'm by myself. No, I think it's but, like, um... it's one of those things like, it's a common theme with artists where it's like, I love to tour, but I'm always alone. <laughs> so like, no, I could actually hear this on like oh, one of those little emo bands. Not yeah. like, so it's like really. Kellen Quinn would eat this for real. <laughs> it's just kind of weird because you know, like we've been mentioning, we didn't know much about Dominic personally, but it's like touring and stuff is really affecting him, and like being famous is like actually affecting him. And I'm just, like, kind of worried. Because I'm like, King, this is the first album. You know, literally, even Michael Jackson said he hated going on tour. Yeah. He was in his interview. I remember doing Michael Jackson. I hate going on tour. Yeah, I know the exact like video you're talking about. <laughs> no, I hate going on tour. Michael! I, I don't like going on tour. <laughs> I, it's so draining. <laughs> and they're like, can you be more happy? And he's like, okay, I love touring. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how he's very honest. He's like, I don't like going on tour. Okay, on to politics and violence. When she arrived, it was two ten, and I we a section. You cried was the best in your life, and the last time we spoke, if we shoot for July, you can still make your mind. This song is probably like one of the best songs because of the flow switch in the middle of it i just really like it like the outro is my favorite part of the song yes so good this is the second single right yeah yeah yeah. um someone okay i was reading up on genius of the song like a bit ago someone said this reminded them of frank ocean's nights because of the flow switch that happens into like a rap verse and i just i really love it when like artists do like multiple flows and in their songs because it's like wow oh my god i get to listen to two songs in one and it's like oh my god i get a full package and then if they like um if they like put the flow together to like make it sound good and it's like oh my gosh this is such a um genius idea such a yeah i definitely think this is a song you need to play at night <laughs> like it will hit better there is no night. other time there's yeah. really no other time like you know how you only listen to nights by fake ocean at night you listen to that like at that's a really big compliment and i'm not even mad at that like this is kind of a night song what are your thoughts yeah, on this listening to the song at night. 
Yeah, okay, so the title, I don't know. Lyrically, I don't really understand the song that much. Like, I, <laughs> it's all of us being confused. Like, I think I'm, from what I understand, I think it's like, he's kind of like with this girl, and, you know, everything is happening in the world, politics and violence, whether that be politics, like, in the world, or politics of, like, him as an artist, like, figuring out contract stuff. But he keeps saying, like, all you need is love, which is, like, good. I don't know. I think he's just trying to say, like, as long as I have someone to love, like, we'll get through this kind of thing. Which is kind of corny, but I don't know. It sounds good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess there's, like, a part in the second half of the song where he's just describing his day. And I think he's just talking about how, I, I don't know, I don't like analyzing lyrics because I could be completely wrong. But I think he's just talking about how he's, like, in autopilot, just, like, talking about his day and just doing whatever while there's politics and violence going on or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. No, I know what you're talking about. It's, like, it's, like. Yeah, he's like listing all it's the like stuff. Like she came he does. over at this time. I had my dinner. I um, did this at this time, and right. it's like I don't understand what you're talking about here, like about your day. But it probably has something to do with like. <laughs> it's super personal though. Like he's literally just saying like, "There's like yeah. barely anything I can do, just except like live my life." I feel like that's something that a lot of people feel kind of helpless about when politics and stuff happen it's like what can i do donate yeah but i'm just gonna have to keep living my life like there's nothing yeah 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 that's like a good point yeah but it's super good outro i love the outro on this because he just started rapping and i'm like true yeah it's like a good first way (laughs) 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 but first play you know first play i do not be analyzing anything so first play i thought this song was boring i'm not gonna lie but then like (laughs) with the more times i played it you know i loved it yeah, because, like, there's, like, gaps in between um, certain verses and, like, bars and stuff that kind of, like, okay, well, get on to the next yeah. and whatever. But I like the fact that he took his time before switching to, like, um, the, the B-switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the other half. And it's, like... It's good. I mean, because, like, um, he probably put, like, a lot of thought into how he wanted the B-switch to go because it just flowed so smoothly and gradually. Like, it wasn't just, like, a... Um, like an immediate beat switch. It wasn't like, like quiet, yeah. Flow change, right. yeah, yeah. Like okay, compared to like other songs, um, that other artists do that have beat switches, like Sickle Mode has like three different flows in that song. I just got tired when you said that. It's the only other song that I know that has like a beat switch. I don't. Girl, know. No, 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 that's a good example. Because that's like an immediate B switch. It's not like it's not flowed nicely. No, no, no. I know <laughs> what you mean. Like, boom, boom. No, no, no. She's right. She's okay, right. Because in politics and violence, in politics and violence, the beat switch is like, um, it's kind of like nights a little bit. We've said that already, but it's kind of like <laughs> like the beginning beat of the song is playing right, and then when it's switching, it like still plays. But it's like the same beat, just uh, like a like little bit. Like, right. literally the worst transition I've ever heard. Like how so you go from. Crazy. Do, 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 it's like they just songs in one. Just wait, do, everybody pause. One. Everybody pause. Everyone do your best impression of the beat switch on the call. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let me go first. Okay. First one. It goes. 
And then it goes. I'm so sorry, y'all. Like, <laughs> your turn. I can't. I can't. It's just like I don't know. It's like three, there's like three different flows in that song, and none of it match. None of it is like flowing nicely at all. Not three like unfinished that. songs in one. Like I feel like they tried three song three times to make um, sickle mode, and then they just. Like, they're like, okay, whatever, yeah, we're not finished. Okay, y'all. Y'all want me to go first again? Yeah, you got it, you got it. Okay, so, when I first heard this song... Um, especially after politics and violence, I was like, what is going on on this day? Like, what is this? Because it starts very, like, it's like a little gremlin in your ear. He's like, and I'm like, um, hello? So I was, like, a little bit scared the first time, but, like, that outro is so freaking good. Like, that outro made me stay and want to replay the song, like, 45 times. Ooh, my bad. Um... So now I gotta keep playing the song, but I still get a little bit like, "Who is this little elf in my ear?" When it <laughs> but I just love that. Outro. Yeah, I thought it was baby noises. Yeah, like, baby no, monitor with auto tune. Like wow, wow. <laughs> there's like, when I when I first listened to it, there's act. I didn't know there was lyrics going on. I thought it was just like I thought it was just him just going just like into the mic. Yeah, he was talking. There's lyrics, there's literally lyrics. No, no, I'm on the genius page right now. No, <laughs> um, but I think, uh, what I think about this song, when I listen to new music, I think about what context in the movie it would be used for. So I, yeah. it would be used like in a part of Euphoria. Yes, because like in like a certain part of Euphoria where they're at like a party, this could be like a song where there's like a little bit of dialogue going on in like some crazy party they're having it happening, having, yeah. um, yeah. um, and this song would be playing just like minus the first part. Really, I don't know. I think the first part would still no, be. In I there, think but... the first part matches because to me the song it sounds like Asterix. Yeah, the song is like kind of giving me panic attack during a bad drug trip, you know? Because that's, like, the switch of it where you're like, well, I've never done drugs just saying I'm only taking this from shows that I've watched and stuff. But, like, the first um, part of the song is, like, kind of scary, which is, like, that first, like, uh, what am I doing? And then the second song goes, like, or the outro is, like, so hard and, like, kind of pumped with the same, like, kind of tune. Which is, like, that's the part of the high where you're, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, like, it emulates a trip, kind right. of, like, like um, drugs or something. Yeah. But it's not, like, the yeah. first play, I really didn't like this song, but now, like, it's one of my favorites, because that outro just... Like, no, because the baby noises made me give it, like, sometimes I can't take songs seriously. <laughs> like, um, you know, what's that song, uh, Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 by Kanye? Oh my that God. song makes me laugh so hard, like, and if I, it's not, I was like, hey! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, like, some crazy stuff Kanye Like, I had a kiki when I was doing that song, it is so funny. It's a whirly, girl, yeah. whirly. I'm not going out, this is not love, I'm a girl, but I don't stop sticking my 
Okay, my opinion on Whirly is that this is one of the prettiest songs ever. I like really, True. really love this song. Um, I recommend listening to this song at night, but we already said listen to the whole album at night. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just love like like how this song is kind of about frustration, but it's like very soft with violin, and the vocals are hopping out like you can tell he can sing and all that. And I just love like his his songwriting skills like saying like um this is not a real relationship i'm a glorified doorstop like that is so funny <laughs> like because he's always sticking his- i was i was literally just reading that as you said it <laughs> like, i love that that like is part of the i don't know if it's part of the chorus or a verse but he says it a lot and that like is so like i just love like those little one-liners and songs and that, like, one line really stood out to me because I'm like, true? Because if you're always sticking your foot out for people, you're basically... I agree. Out. I think it's a pretty zone. It was kind of relatable in terms of, like, toxic relationships. I don't say a lot of people... Like, I live in the, to- in the toxic phase because I don't, like... I don't know. I can't commit. I don't like committing. And it usually <laughs> doesn't work out. Like, um... I don't know. This song really made me think about, I guess, my last... I don't want to say relationship. I'm going to say situationship. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes me think about because I felt like I was putting all this effort into this person. And I don't know, like, they would do the bare minimum and it felt like they cared about me. But then, like, you know, I was going through stuff at the time, too. Like, he was always, I'm not going to say names, but he was always, like, venting to me about, you know, his depression. He had a lot of issues. And when it was my turn to talk about my day, it would be, like, crickets. So I'm like, that's yeah. really toxic because you're dumping all this stuff on me. This takes a toll on me because, like, I don't know if you're okay, right? So I think in that sense, that was toxic. And it kind of reminds me of this song because he's talking, he's kind of talking about being someone's doorstop. And it's like, I'm literally always, like, putting my heart in so many of you. And what are you doing? Nothing. I am the glorified doorstop in question, for real. Right. <laughs> right. <so> terrible. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's kind of sad to, like, think about... I don't know who he's writing these heartbreak songs over because I don't know. Like, what is this? <laughs> Shelby! <laughs> Shelby, no! Shelby, no! And it's like, what are, are you, like, okay, I don't know. Um, I haven't, like, analyzed all of his lyrics before to see if he's written about Shelby before, but, like, if this is all that he has, like, writing about, like, some girl, it's like, um, Shelby, question mark, what is going on? <laughs> But uh, um, just going off of what Zena said, he does say in the lyrics that this is not love. And he does feel like like he's being walked all over because it's like, I'm only here um, for you to like dump all your negative energy on and just like use me for it. Um, Yeah. And he also says like in the chorus, he's talking about like being handcuffed to somebody like, links on both wrists, and you got control over me, like, can you let me take the lead, like, it's like he's always being the one that's following the other person, and he doesn't feel like it's an equal relationship, so more of that toxicity, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and he does, like, kind of, like, talk about toxic relationships, like, if I had to say this whole album was probably, like, telling a story about some relationship he had like some horrible relationship that he had a lot of the songs that are about relationships on this album he's talking about kind of what he did wrong 
And this is one of the songs that it's like, no, this is your fault. Like, this song is about what you did wrong. <laughs> this is not on me. This no, I think this whole album is kind of like his little chamber of reflection because he's reflecting on his experience in LA. He's reflecting on his relationships with his family. He's reflecting on like his career so far. And he's, really, like, and he's reflecting on his past relationships. That's what it feels like. This whole album is just him reflecting. Yes. He's thinking about it. He's analyzing it. And, you know, I know... Um, a big part of artistry is kind of like putting meaning and like kind of emotions behind your work like because it's a creative outlet so i feel like that's exactly what this album is like it's not just making music to make music like these songs are very personal to it's like it's super personal because i feel like first album should be really personal just to like establish yeah. that like this is who i am kind of thing but it's also like he just has like really funny lyrics sometimes or back to chicken tender that song is just funny like he's just <laughs> showing like, like like his versatility like i can tell you my entire life story in a three-minute song or i could talk about chicken i think a lot of his fans too were like like they couldn't pick if they liked the song or didn't like they were like oh like indecisive yeah indecisive that's what i meant like they didn't know if they liked the album or not but i think that dominic was really brave and just like this is just i'm gonna let it out and this is my debut album and that's just it like you guys can like, yeah. so I think that's really because he could have easily been like because I'm pretty sure he knows three days is his biggest hit like he could have been like well okay I'm gonna make pop music then could have just been like 18 versions of three days yeah. and just left it at that <laughs> right but he didn't um, okay my thing is with first albums like real quick real quick yeah, before yeah. I move on to the last song mm-hmm. um my thing is with first albums I feel like for a lot of big artists or like people who do music in general like everyone compares everything else you do to your first you album. You either have to top that song, like you have to top that whole album throughout right. the rest of your career, and they couldn't really do that. And it's kind of sad to see. So I really hope, like in his next album, he's able to, like you know, push himself more, experiment more, and like, because this album was great. Like I really did like this album. Yeah. And um. You know, I just hope, like, his future work, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, it wasn't as good as his first album. Like, this will never be as good as, like, a song he did, like, five years ago. Something like that. I think a lot of people were actually comparing this album to the EP where Three Days is on, and they were, like, mad it wasn't the same vibe or whatever. And I'm like, girl, you need to get over that. (laughs) And it's like, in the documentary, it says that he was in the works of his second album. So, like, if he does this year... (laughs) Yeah, so like if we do, if we get to see what he got off of this album to like uh, what he can incorporate whatever uh, was really good about this album into his next album and make it better. I think also like a lot of people do like full like for example, let's say he would have done a lot of songs that sounded like Three Days or a lot of pop songs, even though that's not his vibe for his first album. I feel like a lot of artists do that, like they just put what's gonna sell off on their first album because they're like, well, I don't know if the label's gonna, like, still keep me or whatever if this album doesn't do well. But I think, like, he didn't really care, <laughs> which is good. Like, yeah, because other artists, they play safe. They're like, okay, this is my biggest song. Let me right. just fake. Let me do one thing. I'm looking at, um... 
Wow, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I'm an artist who does that. I feel like a lot of rappers do that. Like, they have one collab with a big rapper that's, like, amazing. Like, I don't want to say his name because I'm he's say, disgusting. I'm but Six Lord has had that song with Nicki, and he put it on his album just so he could make more money. And Nicki did the same thing. She put a Six Nine song on one of her albums. Six Nine, yeah. Because it was getting, like, mad streams and it was making mad money. It's like, girl. I was gonna say Gunna. You was fine without him. <laughs> really? Oh, no, you just say Gunna. Because I love Gunna, but baby. he has a lot of songs that sound the same. Yeah, like, I was gonna. Say, well, like even after he got like a few Young Thug features, he like capitalizes on right. that. Right. He's like, well, well, let me get Young like, Thug on every song. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on. No, the baby does the same thing. I'm sorry. Yes. Like, I don't want the fans to drag me, but a lot of his songs sound the same to me. Like, it still bumps. Like, I kid you not, it still bumps. Like, he'd be like, shut up. Hey, and I'm like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, but I can't listen to it. Like, Dominic Fike's album, I can listen to it multiple times. I can analyze yeah, it. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's, it's a different listen each time you listen to it as well. Because even right. Lynn said when she first listened to it, she had an opinion. Then the second time or, like, the third time that she listened to it. Right, it changed. <laughs> it's like a, a bunch of different songs that are, like, uh... That are like complex right. with like different different genres and stuff, and it's like wow, he like really stood out. Uh, he didn't care if it wasn't gonna do good. He just wanted to see like wanted to expand his horizons a little bit, and it's good that he did it like early on in his career instead of just like changing up his whole genre. Yeah, because um, I know if he would have done his career. I know if he would have done a full album of three days, like it would have done well. But then later, yeah. when he would have wanted to do his little more rock moments, like the fans would have been like, "Yeah, you need to do." What is this? Yeah. Like, no, go back, go back to this. Okay, let's get into this last like, song. Yeah, the last song. Literally, oh. we're going on and on. Low rider, low rider. all that bullshit going on, it makes you strong. It made me stronger. All that making me worry. Don't run off in a hurry. Save some rain for your thirty. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this song is not good to me. <laughs> um, I think this song was like another one of his own personal songs. I feel like he didn't um care yeah, if this song gonna be like he didn't really care about like the lyricism as much or like the beats or how the flow went because the song is like really personal. I think he was just trying to um talk about or sing about how even though he has like this four million dollar contract with Columbia Records, he's still this Florida man. He's still the same, and he does mention that in a little bit of in a little bit of the lyrics in the song. Yeah, he does. And he's like, I'm, I'm not gonna get like lost in the fame or whatever, since he's like in LA now. And I think he just wanted to like uh, make this song like I think as a as like a personal note or something. But yeah, that's what I got from this song. It's like a song that he put out to all the people that want to call him an industry plant. Like, this is his response. Yes! Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad he put this, especially on his debut. But, like, I'm not going to bump to this because I just don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I feel like this is more of a message than it was a song. Yeah. Because it's the last song. It's the last song on the album. He didn't really want to, like, make a concluding paragraph or something. <laughs> In conclusion, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> he just wanted to end it off on something saying, like, this is me. Um, I'm not an industry plant. I make music for me or whatever. And he just wanted to, like, say, I'm not going to, like, 
change up as well. Message. It was definitely important to have, but I was just like, it's giving to me, it's giving lo-fi hip-hop beats, which is good. <laughs> because you know, this- that makes me so upset. Like, so I have such high expectations. Because I went on the Genius page first, because I was like, Florida. Florida. And I saw Kenny Beats produced it. And right? I, always, I was like, just going to say Because I always associate Kenny Beats with Rico Nasty because I feel like some of it, Rico makes hits with Kenny. Like, all their songs together is so good to me. And I was like, Kenny, how are we going to go from, I can't say the name of the song, smack a B word. Or you know, even, even going to go from that. Kenny produced okay. phone numbers too. Kenny produced phone numbers too. Oh, was such a it. Hit. Yes. And I'm it like, was Kenny, good. what is this? Kenny literally has so much range. He has so much range. Like he can do like a rock type beat. He could do like a trap type beat. He could do a lo-fi hip hop type beat. This just shows Kenny's range, but it I'm shows still his disappointed. Range, but I don't want this part. <laughs> like, <he's laughs> we didn't want this Kenny, but you ate. Yeah, like I'm a garage band, so it's giving the rock <laughs> band. It is. <laughs> Listen, he's like the garage band expert. He ate this garage band up, but still, come on, Kenny, give the girl something. It's also kind of wild how like how much Dominic reps Florida. Like usually everybody hates Florida, but he's like, nah, I'm from here. Yeah, no, I think it's weird for that. I ain't gonna lie. If I was from Florida, I would not rep Florida. I mean, I should personally. I always rep the Bronx because you know it's uh, it's all I know. Right. But the amount of it's grimy, you know. There's like problematic people from there. Like some people are like, oh, Cardi's from the Bronx. Oh, Bronx rap is trash. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Boogie's in the Bronx. Like we don't have a, we don't have a good reputation by any means. But that's okay. You just still love where you're from. And I think that's great. You know, Florida's weird, old, white, racist people, Trump supporters, alligators. Right. Alligators. Do you It's like a a scary place. It's just like he's openly um, repping it. It's just funny. That's probably why he's like that. He's not typical Florida man. He's not, but he'd be he's having not weird like other Florida men. Y'all. Why in this song he said took an L like a swastika? I'm like, hello. What? Oh, <laughs> when did he say that? He said he said. Um, weird, I done. Paul. He said it's I done. I done took an L in every corner like a swastika. We just had to look away. We really just had to look away. Because what is that? <laughs> Let's look away. I'm going to close my eyes. Yom Kippur is in like two days. Why would you say that? Why yeah. would you say that? No, it's because it's day and eight. Whatever. But... Not this. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of edgy. Mm-hmm. I guess prison to that. Um, but <laughs> in this song. Prison! The <laughs> <laughs> prison did that for sure. I can't. I guess, okay, so in this song, I made a note. He brings up Shelby. He like, does. Like, for real Shelby. He does. Shelby. I forgot about that. He does. It's like, he finally, he finally brings up Shelby in a positive connotation. It's like, yes, go, Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, we miss you. <laughs> we love you, Shelby. <laughs> for y'all that don't know, Shelby was his girlfriend before he blew up. And basically, he See, was. See, that's so real. I love that. It's like you support. Right. It's like when you're dating uh, someone who's like a wannabe basketball player and then they make it big and it's like, finally, we out the hood, man. Right. But then he broke up <laughs> with her when he went on tour because mm-hmm. he wanted to be with other girls. So R.I.P. Shelby, now he's dating an actor. Uh, yeah, wait, who's the other girl? I forgot right. her name, but she what? was in Booksmart. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, the main kid, which character? No, she wasn't a main character. She was, she like, was the me. character that the girl wanted to date. I forgot her name. I remember. Oh, hey! Yeah. The one that gay girl wanted to date. 
Sorry, yeah. but she wasn't. Yeah, like she wasn't, and then she ended up being. I don't know. She's cute. Though. No, yeah, because she came back to the house. She is pretty, but Shelby, yeah. my heart goes Shelby, out to I know. Shelby. And in the documentary, Shelby was like so proud of him. I was like, R.P. Shelby. All men. That's so was, sweet because they were dating at the time. I don't know. It's sick to me. That hurts me. If Shelby, if you listen to this, we still. Shelby, we still love I you, love Shelby. you, Shelby, for real. <laughs> Shelby's queen, like it's hard to support an artist. Like I completely understand that. Like if you're someone who's like. Who's on like a very stable career? Like you know you're gonna make money. Like oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Oh, I'm gonna be a doctor. Oh, I'm gonna be like a teacher or something like that. And you're dating someone who's like an artist whose career is kind of like fuzzy. It's like they could flop. It's hard. Or yeah. they could succeed. That's so hard. So like my heart goes out to show because it's not only stressful for like the artists themselves. It's stressful for their partner because it's like this this dude ain't paying his bills because right. his album just flopped. <laughs> For you like, to I'm see that it. through, it's like you have to be a different type of that's person. Love. That's love. Yeah. That's love. That's not even like, oh, I'm just sticking with, stick with Like, that's love. Shelby. Shelby, we at track two. We love you. Just All right. You. Her heart. Her <laughs> heart is huge. Shelby, we see like, you. Like, that's something. You are valid, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> now let's give Shelby a shout out. <laughs> this is the Shelby podcast, now. I can't. Yeah, for real. This episode is all you, Shelby. For real. It's all about you. Okay, real quick. <laughs> let's do the single music video delete, and then we'll wrap it up. What do y'all want to do? Y'all go first for this one. Single. Oh, wait, let me explain it. Well, y'all know on track two, if you're listening to the episode, you know, but it's basically like... F Mary Kill, but single music video delete. What song you want to be a single? <laughs> what song you want to be um to have a music video and what song you just want to delete off the album. So yeah, yeah go ahead. I don't know which one I'm deleting. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Shay. Um, are we going in order? What do you mean? Single? Like, yeah, single music video. Or you want us all to do the single and then all music video and then all delete. Okay. We can do that, yeah, that's cute. Okay, okay. um... What? I can go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first, I'll go first. The one I want to be a single is Vampire, because I love that song. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to hear it, so period. Yup, And I, I feel agree. like it will do well with the masses. So girls, go listen to Vampire. No, and I was gonna say because I really don't mess with Halloween at all, but like if y'all wanna take Halloween. this and make this a Halloween bop, like go ahead. I give you permission. I give you permission. <laughs> go ahead, make it a little Halloween. Okay, bop. okay. I really want what's for dinner to have a music video. Just like like a like a visual um what's it called a visual uh, like a like something just for that's that's pretty where he doesn't like because it's not really like something he can like lip sync to it's just yeah. like something it's that has like, a little bit of a storyline but it's just like really pretty watch and I just really want that for um what's for dinner. You know, we'll rest hard for what's for dinner. That is <laughs> shoot us for what's for dinner. <laughs> I think actually Not I'm gonna this. give it to you, Shay, because I want Vampire to have a music video, but we could do a little like you know when they do it's like like a crossover, like a yeah. mixed up mashup. 
Exactly, because it's like it's right before a Vampire anyway, so they could do a little music video where it's like a little bit of what's for dinner. Oh, and then it gets true. Vampire. Nana's giving him ideas, Dominic. Come on, beat up. Like literally higher. Beat us now. I also forgot like, to mention. Us, we better get credit. If literally, does I forgot to mention about Vampire. Like. Shay knows this. I always like when I listen to really good songs, I make music videos for them in my brain. And the one I have for Vampire Me? is so good, y'all. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. okay, let's hear it. When let's hear it. the director of the Vampire music video. Yes, shout please. out to Jack too. Hey, we gotta get shout out to the music video. No, for real. <laughs> I'm gonna say it in Instagram story, so that will make y'all go to the track to Instagram. But anyway. What song, <laughs> what song do you want to be music video, Zina? Um, okay, I want to see Chicken Tony's music video. It has one, key. I think. Aaron has one? Yeah. It's cute. I, don't, I feel like I don't watch music videos anymore, but if there's already a music video for that one. Oh, this is kind of hard then. Then I think a mashup video would be real cute between What's Feed and New and Vampire. Because yeah. I already have ideas for... Listen, I got ideas for the Vampire music video. Oh my god, well, I'll put it on stories, yes. I love that. that'd be so cute. Oh. Even like the interlude, just having like a, a little bit of like maybe. Save it, Shay. Save it for the story. Okay, okay. <laughs> Me, save it for the story. Oh, what song are we deleting? Yeah, yeah what song are we deleting? I'm gonna say what everyone's thinking. Florida. Florida yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kenny. I'm so sorry. Kenny, you need to just go bike. into the corner and think about what you've done. Kenny, go back to the studio. Please meditate. Smoke some loud if you need to. That wasn't it, Kenny. No, actually, I wouldn't delete Florida because I do think that was necessary. What? Listen. No. I do think it was I just was don't necessary. like the song. I'm sorry, deleting. No, it's bad. It's bad. But I do think it was necessary for him to like address all the people that are saying he's an industry plant. So I think that song is important. For me, I would really have done delete. it better though. He could have done it better for sure. I don't know which song I would delete. Oh, oh, y'all gonna hate me, but I would really delete "Cancel Me" because he really could have sang about anything. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I feel like that song would kind of. I don't know. I feel like it would reflect badly. It's like anybody, if the locals find it, like I said, it takes one TikTok dance. If the locals <laughs> find it, they will cancel him so fast. Hey. It is what. It's like, hey, it's what you wanted. He really could have used that beat with anything. Like, that's not I like it though. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's, it's, it's like a good beat. It was just like, wow. Song about? I just delete Cancel Me Too. Yes, I am. But, Florida, you need to think about your actions. Kenny, no, Florida needs to go back in the jazz. Go no, Florida needs to sit in the corner on timeout. Florida, no, needs, Florida needs to go back in. <laughs> and you need to write an intro paragraph. <laughs> and Florida, you gotta see minus, and that's generous. So, <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys so much. I loved this conversation. Thank and you for having us. I just love it. For- do you guys this is have, so fun do you guys have um any social media you want to promote or literally anything you want to promote your time <laughs> well i only have twitter it's <laughs> <laughs> that's it i don't want to say my twitter because it's like inappropriate but i would say my instagram my instagram is worldwayz 
but it's like world okay let me just spell it it's w-u-r-l-d war and then z-e-e because it's like my name but it's all one word and all of it is it's like genius it's like a nickname my uncle called me as a kid he'd be like world war z because that was kind of good it was it was Okay. Personally, like I'm like a horror That's for another. That's for another podcast. That's, a that's podcast. for another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all know that track two is on Instagram only, and that is track two spelled out T W O. And the playlist for this al- album for this episode will be out after the episode as well, curated by Alex. Okay, y'all, bye, because this episode is long as hell. Bye. Bye, podcast. Bye, y'all. <laughs> bye. <laughs>